Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the New Channel Sports Podcast. Coming up, we're going to tell you which 2-0 teams in the NFL are contenders and which are pretenders. Also, is it a big deal that Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens were finally able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? I want to give Lamar Jackson his kudos for getting what he calls that monkey off his back because he got it done. But I will say this, though. Too many throws where he just doesn't look settled in the pocket. And I got to be real with you. Sometimes I've watched him this season and thought to myself, bro, what were we doing dur- during the offseason? Because his throwing is still, at times, inaccurate. He's still missing open receivers, and he's still making the wrong reads. But at the same time, that team was still able to beat the Chiefs. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is Oenyi, the one and only. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, the phenomenal one, Chris. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, what's good, man? I'm real excited to be back on the podcast game, so let's get to it, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available. Also, you can check us out on Afro Vibes TV as well. That's on Roku TV. You can also check it out on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram also. Uh, We also have some things coming up on the lead as well. So check us out there also. Uh, Just check us out. We're doing a lot of wonderful things. But, you know, we're going to get right into the show. We we, normally, you know, have more people on the show. But Big Low is out right now. He will be back. But we're going to try and do this stuff without our, our friend Big Low. Are you ready to, to do this phenomenal? Hey, man, I'm ready to get to it, bro. All right, so the first topic of discussion, NFL season, two weeks in, we have a couple of teams, more than a couple of teams, but we have some teams that have started off the season 2-0. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to go ahead and say which of these 2-0 teams are actually contenders and which ones are pretenders. And when I mean contenders, I mean actual contenders to get to a Super Bowl. Not necessarily win it all, but to actually get there, to compete for a Super Bowl. So the first team I'm going to name out of these teams that are 2-0 are the Denver Broncos. They are 2-0. They were able to beat the New York Giants and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chris, are they contenders or are pretenders? Uh, they are definitely pretenders. And it's not saying they're not a good team, but one, and I like how you preface the word pretenders. Um, they're pretenders from this standpoint. Could they potentially slip into the playoffs? I could say yes, potentially. But the beginning of their schedule has been weak, and they honestly, with their opponent this week, they have a chance to go 3-0. and And I would still call them pretenders. You remember, this is the same Denver Bronco organization that we saw go 4-0. I don't know if you remember that. I think it was 6-0 maybe. They had a really good record and they ended up missing the playoffs. This is not a great team, but I'll tell you what I do like. Even though I call them a pretender, I do like that Teddy Bridgewater has found a team with with a, a good organization. 
good defense. He did lose his top receiver, but they have other solid receivers. They have Melvin Gordon there in the backfield. They have Chubb. They have a, a, a solid defense. It's not great, but it's a solid defense with Chubb and Von Miller. I'm not sure if Chubb is healthy right now, but I know Von Miller is. He's a little older, but they have a good defense, and it's good to see them succeed. I like the NFL better when the Broncos are a good team. That's just me because I grew up 90s, seeing Elway. I like when the Broncos are a good team. They're a good team, but they're definitely pretenders. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you and say they're pretenders, but they do have a solid defense. And yes, Teddy Bridgewater has been in the league a while now, especially after coming off that devastating injury. And I'm also happy that he's settled into a place where he is a starting quarterback. And it seems like they have their back, his back there as well. Um, but even though they're a solid team, and even though I'm saying they're not contenders, yes, they could very, not easily, but they can very well go to the playoffs. Now, do I see them advancing past the second round? No, but we just saw the Baltimore Ravens beat the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the cream of the crop. And Baltimore still has a lot more to prove, especially in the playoffs. And we'll get to them a little bit more later on in the podcast. But can they upset someone in the playoffs and make it a little bit interesting? With that solid t- defense, maybe, but no. I have to say right now that they're, they're not contenders yes. to get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely not. Yeah, I agree with you. Right now, they're definitely pretenders. But they could get there. They could get there. They just got to show us more. Their schedule gets tougher after this week. Because this week, they're playing the Jets. That's not tough. But after that, they're playing playoff teams. So we'll see what happens when their schedule gets a little tougher. Yeah, we'll learn a lot more about them. Because after the Jets, they're going to be playing the Baltimore Ravens. Once they play the Ravens, then we may have a better idea of whether or not they're more on the contender or pretender side of it. Let's stay in the AFC West. Another team that's 2-0, the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr's playing pretty good right now. Um, I'll have to say that he's chunking the ball around, and, and, and they've had some impressive wins so far this season. Chris, are they pretenders or are they contenders? They're contenders. They're contenders. And do I think they're one of the four best teams in the AFC? No. But the reason why I call them contenders is I've always been a big fan of Derek Carr. I believe you have as well. And I, you know how I feel about their coach. I, I just, I love that man. He is <laughs> like, I would love to play for him. And Derek Carr, finally, he, I mean, he's looked comfortable at times in his career. And this looks like another one of those seasons where he's been comfortable and they've beaten some tough teams. It's not like they've had a, so when we talk about the Broncos, yeah, cupcake, whatever, but the Raiders, they've beaten the Ravens and they've beaten the Steelers. That's not easy to do. That's not easy to, to do at all. And they've done it in a way where Derek Carr's throwing the football. The running game hasn't been great, but also Jacobs has been injured. When Jacobs gets more healthy, then all of a sudden you have Derek Carr throwing the ball well. You have Jacobs who's healthy. You got Kenyon Drake who's backing him up. You have Ruggs as your deep threat. And you have probably what's for whatever reason, is still the best kept secret in the NFL and Darren Waller. I know that's your guy. <laughs> Darren Waller is Waller is your guy. Yeah, he's not a secret to me. I know about him. I, I can argue right now that he is the best tight end in the league. Not only is the best tight end in the league, they are constantly trying to figure out ways to get him the ball. He is a main cog in that offense. Now, I, I'm kind of on the fence here 
with this Las Vegas Raider team as far as the pretender contender is, is involved right now. They're slightly pretenders to me because I think they have to continue to build on what they're doing. Last year, they had a pretty solid season. They weren't able to get to the playoffs, but they showed a lot of good things. And in these first two games, yes, they, they show a lot of good things. They beat Baltimore. They beat Pittsburgh. Two teams that I believe were in the playoffs last year. Um, so I do think they're going in the right direction. They have to show me just a little bit more. They're, they're like right on the cusp of being contenders. Do I think they can actually get to the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. But they have to show well, me a little bit more. I'll, I'll give you a reason why I really believe they, they can and will make the playoffs. Because they're playing the NFC least. And the NFC East is such a bad division. You're going to get wins there. If you look at the rest of their schedule, the rest of the way, we're not going to go through every game, but I'll give you the next few games. They're playing the Dolphins. I expect them to win that game, particularly with Tua Tagovailoa out. Then they play the Chargers, which is the Chargers, the Bears, and the Broncos. Those are all teams that they're good teams, but if you have a, if I'm calling them a contender. If you're a contender, you win two out of three of those games, and I believe they're going to do that. And the rest of the schedule is full with the AFC East, and excuse, I said the AFC East, they're AFC West division opponents, and then the NFC East. And I mean, when you're playing the NFC East, you got a chance to go to the playoffs because it's just not a great division. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm kind of waiting, though. In their next five games, I expect them to win at least four of those games. If they win four of those next five games, I will oh, they're definitely, definitely contenders. They're at definitely that point, contenders. Yes, yes, yes. I need to, I can't see them, you know, you know how some teams they play up to their opponents. And then they play down to their opponent. I think the, the the Raiders might be in that category. So I need to see them on this next five games, definitely win four of the next five games. If not four of the next five games, be really, really competitive. But they can't w- win less than three games. That That's yeah. that's my thing. On and, the and, and, and to your point, we've seen the story before with the Raiders, um, with their coach now, and also with Derek Carr. Starting off the season fast, everyone starts to recognize and look at you, and then they fall off really hard. So we have this seen the story before. Yes, sir. And that's it in the AFC. If I would have told you before the season started that only two teams would be 2-0 and starting, I don't think anybody would have said the Raiders and the Broncos. But those are the only two teams right well, now well, that are 2 you're, you're right. You're, you're definitely right with the uh, – the Raiders. When you look at the Broncos schedule, it's not that hard. Not to that see. hard. You would, you would have chose them. You're right. Uh, if, if you would have told me only two, I, I probably would not have picked the Broncos. But looking at their schedule, eh, it's not all that surprising. The Raiders, I am surprised. I'm, no other way to say it. I'm surprised. All right, no problem. No problem. All right. So we're going to go from the AFC West to the NFC West, the hardest division in all of football we had an earlier podcast where we were saying whether or not all four of these teams can go to the playoffs right and all four of these teams have been playing really good seattle barely lost to tennessee if it wasn't for derrick henry going absolute monster mode if you had him in dfs you are crazy god right now because well, he it's, won. Not, it's not just that though if you did not have him in dfs you probably didn't do it do well yeah but see, <laughs> the thing was it's, though it's, he did too well yeah, he yeah. did too well but the thing was in the first half of the games everybody was like oh i'm out 
But if you had Derrick Henry in that second half of the game, you're like, he's not going to score more than 20 points, maybe. But he scored 40-something points for you on FanDuel, yeah. on, on yeah. DraftKings or anything. So he he balled out. I heard someone you say. Know, you know what's so crazy for me, bro? I, I picked so many running backs last week. Uh, Mixon, he had 20 carries. I picked up um, uh, McCaffrey. And in a lot of leagues, I did the double. So I got McCaffrey and Kamara. And for whatever reason, none of them had good games. The one explosive receiver, I had probably 11 lineups, man. 11 DFS lineups. No, that's not true. Probably more like 14 to 15. And I didn't think to put Henry in one lineup. That's because I just... I watched the Titans in week one, and I knew they were going to Seattle. I was like, eh, I'm going to shy away from this one. I, I'm I'm very disappointed in myself. I will never do that again. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens sometimes, bro. But we're talking a little bit too much about Derrick Henry in Seattle. But that team is 1-1. One one. All we're saying is that they could very easily be 2-0 and oh in the hardest division in football. Let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is leading that team. They're once again... Um, leaning on that running game and that good defense to get them wins. Chris, are they the real deal contenders or are they just faking it and they're definitely pretenders? Okay, so I'll say this, and this might jump over your questions, but I don't care, man. I don't care. All four teams in this division are contenders. We're talking about the 49ers. So for the 49ers, so really it comes to all four teams are contenders. And I said this on a previous podcast, whichever team misses the playoffs in this division, is going to be disappointed. And that's just how stacked it is. When you look at the 49ers, they have Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if he finishes the season as the starter, but what we have seen from the 49ers is their defense is back. So many injuries last season. So many times where people were not available. Everyone is back. Everyone is firing on all cylinders. And their running game, they don't have Mostert, but they seem to pull it off every year where the running is good. And quite honestly... The passing game hasn't been that great, particularly Kittle. Kittle's the guy where you put him in the league with Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, those big-time pass catchers. He hasn't even had a big-time game this season. It's been the defense that has led this team. I still want to see a little more from Garoppolo, and I don't know if he'll finish the season as a starter. And in saying that, that might be scary news for the rest of that division. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that point. Jimmy Garoppolo has to show us something just because of everything you just named right now. The division is very difficult. Any team that does not make the playoffs out of this division will be disappointed. So this team can go 6-0. and But if Jimmy Garoppolo isn't playing well, if he's not the reason why they're 6-0, and they may decide, hey, let's put Trey Lance in. Because they know that the real deal starts when the playoffs start, down the stretch. So they may give him an opportunity to come and see what he can do just because they're looking towards more of the future. Jimmy Garoppolo has not been the the key cog in why they're 2-0 right now. But I do agree with you, Chris. Chris, because of that solid defense and because of that running game, they are contenders for sure. Um, Shanahan, yeah. we've been talking about Shanahan for years, ever since he was down here in Houston. And, and that, that offense that he runs, it is very, very run-friendly. If you are a good running back back there, you are going to gain some yards in that offense. Uh, the yeah. year that they went all the way to the Super Bowl, it was done basically on the ground. They set records for rushing the football. So that's going to be something that they're going to do. They're going to run the football, and they're going to play good defense. All they have to do now is figure out if Jimmy Garoppolo can get them over the hump. 
And if he can't do that, then yes, I think we're going to see Trey Lance somewhere in the middle of this um, season. But I'll have to say that they're definitely contenders. Now, we have the other two teams in this in this um, division. The Arizona Cardinals, they're also 2-0 right now. Kyler Murray and his name is, is being put together with MVP. That's how well he's been playing so far. Uh, to me personally, myself, I did not think that he will be this good this quick in the NFL. I did not think that he was a, what do you call, had the it factor, the star factor. But he has definitely proven me wrong. I am definitely on that bandwagon right now with, with Kyler Murray. He, If he can keep it up, that's all great. And I do think that this team is definitely a contender right now. I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit. I'm kind of doing a reverse of what I did for the Ravens because they really haven't proven it, right? Last year, they got off to a really, really good start, and they kind of faltered at the end. So for me to say that they are contenders here is kind of different, but I think they're contenders more so because of the division they play in. They're going to be playing tough opponents night in and night out, just like you uh, alluded to. So if they're able to get out, of that storm, they're definitely contenders in the in the uh, NFC. Well, I would say this about this uh, about the Arizona Cardinals: if there were a pretender in this division, which I already said there isn't, but if there were one, I'm going to pick the Cardinals. And you alluded to it just now; they had a quick start last season, they faltered, and I just don't know about this coach. I just don't know about this coaching staff. When it gets to the middle of the season, yeah, they can get them prepared for weeks one and week two and maybe even into week four and week five. But when it gets to the later weeks in the year, the great coaches really come out. The cream of the crop starts showing up because that day in, that day out grind, understanding this is a week to week league and understanding that there are ups and that there are downs. And this coaching staff has proven time and time again, I know there's only been a couple of years, but when they hit a down part of their season, they seem to stay down and there's no one in that locker room to really bring them up. I do think the addition of JJ Watt certainly helps them. That's certainly a great step of having an experienced veteran in the locker room who understands the down and perhaps can help them in those moments. But When it comes to Kyler Murray, he has been every single bit of as exciting as we ever could have dreamed of. He has been phenomenal. And I'm going to mention DFS again. He might be the DFS. He may shatter DFS. And we we watch a lot of DFS videos and things of that nature. When it comes to that, he may shatter just almost every record because of the way he plays and the way they allow him to command that offense. But because of that, that's what scares me about this team because – it's almost too much on his shoulders when it doesn't necessarily have to be. They have a stable of good running backs. Their defense is solid. This should be a contender. But if they're not, everyone's going to point to Kyler Murray, and I'm going to say, no, it's the coaching staff. We have some casual football fans on this podcast that listen. So if you don't know what DFS is, this is daily fantasy football, and where we pick players each week and try to win some big money on FanDuel or or Yahoo or DraftKings. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about DFS. All right, so the last team in this division that's 2-0, no big surprise they're 2-0, the Los Angeles Rams, led by Matthew Stafford on the offensive end and led by um, Donald on the defensive end. This is my pick personally to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do yeah, this, I'm man. Just, I, 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 I've, been, I've been talking about Matthew Stafford for years, bro. No one said anything about Matthew Stafford. On this show. No, no, 
no, no. You go to my, this is my personal pick. No, get, get out of here. But bro. it is. It is. Matthew Stafford for years on this podcast. And for all of our loyal listeners, y'all know what this is. I've been saying it for years. He is a good quarterback in a bad situation. Now he is a good quarterback in a great phenomenal situation so don't come on here talking about yeah i, I picked this thing bro you've been clowning me for years for saying I matthew was, stafford I have never, is a good quarterback i have never clowned you for matthew stafford okay me, all me, the podcast you. listeners y'all know the receipts because y'all been listening i know y'all are loyal we appreciate y'all oh and he's lying once again he is lying to y'all don't lie to the people bro I, I don't lie to the people I think you're going to be confused with Trey Day. Trey Day was the one that was clouding you most of the time for that Matthew Stafford. I have always been on the same boat with you with Matthew Stafford. Um, and the only reason I mention it now is because they, they are my pick to get to the Super Bowl. They're not your pick, though. So I, it's funny you're saying that because they're not your pick. But we will learn a lot about this team once they yeah. play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is going to be must see tv matthew stafford going up against the goat tom brady i am very very interested to see how that game plays out i have seen nothing but greatness out of matthew stafford since he's been here with the los angeles rams he has played with confidence he has played like he's a leader on this y'all team. hear this I'm y'all just, hear this nonsense y'all what, hear what this. is going on right I now do this. i, I am, just want to make sure that y'all y'all hear this right because I'm not alone here. Y'all hear this BS that's coming from him. I see greatness from Matthew Stafford. The confidence, bro. <laughs> Where is this coming from? This is the dude that used to clown me. When I would mention Matthew Stafford, you'd be like, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is in the division. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think you're getting it mixed up exactly with the team he played for and then the player. Anybody could go to Detroit and they're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I have never clowned Matthew Stafford. I have just clowned the organization that he plays for. No one can win in Detroit, okay? But we already agreed, me and you, we've agreed on many occasions that he is a good, solid quarterback. We just need him to go somewhere where he can prove that he's not just a solid quarterback. He can be there and be an elite quarterback. And right now, from what he's been doing with the Rams, he has proven that 100%. Yeah. So we all agree that they're definitely contenders, and we can't wait to see this game where they go up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. I mean, you know, what? let me say this, and not to disappoint the fans, I think this game is actually going to be a little disappointing. Uh, I, I believe both defenses are going to play a lot better than people think. That's it's not, not that, that doesn't mean as... it's going to be disappointing. It just means or, well, I, I'm I, looking I think forward to a, a like good this, competitive you game. You it to be a shootout. Like, so for example, the Ravens and the Chiefs last week. That was just a shootout. I don't know if it's going to be that. That's that's my point. So if you're expecting a shootout, Ravens Chiefs, I think you're going to be a little disappointed. Nah, I don't know, man. You you, but you wouldn't be surprised if it was a shootout either. You got you got Tom Brady on one end, and then you got uh, Matthew Stafford with that coaching staff. They know how to draw up some great plays. Yeah, I, I agree I, with you. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if you got there. I'm just saying, if I if I were betting on the line, I don't know what the over-under for the score is, but I'm assuming it's in the 50s. I'm assuming Vegas put in the 50s. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't quite that much score. That's it. No, I, I can see why you would say that, because both defenses are pretty good. Both defenses know how to play in, in big game situations. So, yeah. Well, it's more so both, both defenses know how to take away the football. Mm. And that's what it comes down to. I think it's going to come down to takeaways and who's able to take it away more um, from the other offense. 
Okay. I can definitely agree with that. All right. So let's go to the NFC South. All right. We have two teams. One of the teams we already know, they're contenders. We don't got to talk too much about them. But let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. They're also 2-0. Uh, they played decent football. The New York Jets right now are like saying to themselves, uh-oh, did we give away a, a really good quarterback? Because Sam no, Darnold. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> they, they might be. They might be. I get. Look, I guarantee you they're not thinking that. Guarantee hey, they're not man. thinking that. Sam Darnold has played pretty good over the last two games. So, I, hey, man, I, I don't know, man. They they might be saying that because uh, old boy hasn't been playing too good. Old boy hasn't been playing that good. He's been, he's been, he's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, who did he play this past weekend? They played the Patriots. And he, Bill Belichick makes most rookie quarterbacks look very bad. But to focus on Sam Darnold, I am happy that he's been doing well. And let's be real. They're likely going to go 3-0 because they're going to play the Texans. They're likely going to go 3-0. They could lose the game, but they're already 2-0. But they're likely to go 3-0 versus a, a another rookie quarterback for the, who's going to be starting for the Houston Texans. And it's one of those – what's the worst team in the NFL? I think it's the Jets. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Who would you say is next? Probably the Texans. So when you go 3-0 – and most people say, who are the worst teams in the NFL? And you played two of them. You're definitely pretenders. I mean, this team is a definition of a pretender, whether or not they go 3-0 or not. Not sure about their coach over there. Um, I do like the guy. I'm uh, just not sure about him, particularly at what Teddy Bridgewater had to say about him last year. Because Teddy Bridgewater has been known to be a hard worker, and he essentially said, we ain't really work that hard here. <laughs> so that kind of scares me. Uh, but I do like the defense. I do like Christian McCaffrey. Um, but this is definitely pretender. This is this is this is the definite. If there's a a picture in the dictionary of a team that's a pretender, <laughs> it would be this Panther team. That is hilarious. That's hilarious. So they're just they're just faking it till they make it, basically. But they're they exactly. are pretenders right now. But if they can keep this combination of Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey together, and Sam Darnold can continue to grow and evolve as a quarterback. Maybe we're looking at a team of the future here. But right now, 2021, they're pretenders, no doubt. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, the GOAT, contenders. I don't have anything to say about them. I'm pretty sure you don't have anything to say about them, Chris. We already know they're contenders. They're the defending champions. It's really that simple. All righty. So let's talk about one more subject before we end the show. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens were able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs the other day, week two of the NFL, a team that Lamar Jackson has had a lot of problems against. During that game, you saw a stat that was pretty shocking. Him versus the field, besides the Kansas City Chiefs, he had a winning record. It was a pretty good winning record and then you saw what he was able to do against Kansas City Chiefs not very good his pass rating was terrible so this has definitely been his kryptonite as far as trying to beat the Kansas City Chiefs is this win for the Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens over the Kansas City Chiefs is this really a big deal should we really put a lot of stock into this it, it's not a big deal for the Ravens per se right? The actual team. But for Lamar Jackson, it is a big deal. I'll be very honest with you. So but far is it, isn't season, Lamar Jackson the team, though? 
I mean, no. And that's why I want to make that. I want to make the difference. This team over, they rely on Lamar Jackson a little too much. That's beyond obvious. But the, the bigger issue that I've seen so far this season. And so I want to first, before I talk about the issue, I want to give Lamar Jackson his kudos for getting what he calls that monkey off of his back because he got it done. But I will say this, though. Too many throws where he just doesn't look settled in the pocket. And I got to be real with you. Sometimes I've watched him this season and thought to myself, bro, what were we doing dur- during the offseason? Because his throwing is still, at times, inaccurate. He's still missing open receivers, and he's still making the wrong reads. But at the same time, that team was still able to beat the Chiefs. And for me, that was what was so impressive in the team. The defense made enough stops. John Harbaugh put his guys in a position to be successful. And the thing I liked about it most is the Chiefs are driving, had the game in hand, and it was a defensive player, not just any defensive player, a rookie who makes the play, strips Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and gets his team that victory. And what I love even more about that is after in the fourth down where John Harbaugh looks at Lamar Jackson, knowing Lamar Jackson was going to say yes and says, you want to go for it? And it's just that I love John Harbaugh, bro. <laughs> like, that dude understands football. That just galvanizes your team for the next time you play them. It's like, y'all want to go for it? Y'all want to beat this team? And I love that. I, and that's why I said there's – I separate the two. It doesn't mean much for the Ravens and John Harbaugh. He's already got it done before, and I know he can get it done. But it means more to Lamar Jackson knowing if I go against Mahomes in the playoffs, I can beat him. You know, I – I just picture Aaron Rodgers watching that game and then he sees John Harbaugh asks him, do you want to go for it? He just raises his hand in the air like, where, where was that for me? <laughs> <laughs> in the NFC Championship game. Like, wow, that's what I'm talking about right there. I mean, that 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 is wonderful to see. When you talk about coach and quarterback relationships, that's the kind of relationship that Patrick Mahomes has with Andy Reid. That's the relationship Lamar Jackson has with his coach. That's the kind of relationship that Drew Brees had with um, uh, Sean Sean Payton. Payton. That's what Tom Brady had when he was with Bill Belichick. I mean, they trusted in their quarterbacks. Bill Belichick went forward on fourth down many times with Tom Brady because he trusted that his quarterback was going to get it done. But it's not just that. It's not just that he trusts him to get it done. It's more that the coach understood the situation. Exactly. A big-time situation. When you bring up Aaron Rodgers, he may not have even been watching that thinking, you don't trust him. It's like, bro, you don't even understand the situation. So you can't even get to the level of whether or not you trust me. You don't understand the situation. And you know what that makes me think of? We're going a little off subject, but I got to do it because he was with the Ravens. David Cully. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you remember when he did this past weekend yeah. where the referee said, um, so, David, um, you just picked up 13 yards on third down, but they were offside. So do you want fourth and two or do you want third and seven? David Cullen said, you know what? Bet. Let me take fourth and two and then punt it. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, that it was, just tells me if I'm a quarterback in this situation and the game's on the line, it's like, do I trust this dude? Like, do I trust you? John Hall, if, if, if Cully were there and John Harbaugh were there and, and he did that, I think John Harbaugh would slap him. He'd be like, what are you doing? Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? No one is really upset about it because, look, man, David Culley right now is a transitional coach. I mean, everybody sees it. He's just there to fill in a space. If he is able to perform and at a high level, then maybe the Texas will think about maybe we can keep for a little bit longer. But every time he does something like that, 
And, and you're right. And, and I'm not even making fun of him for that. It's just there are certain coaches in the NFL who don't understand situational football. Right. And John Harbaugh gets it. Bill Belichick gets it. And when you have a coach that understands situational football with a generational quarterback, that's when you get extreme success. That's all I'm saying. No, no, I, I agree with you 110%. But I still think Aaron Rodgers raised his hands up in the air when he saw, if he saw that on TV. <laughs> he was like, where, where was that for me? I wish I would have got yeah. that. But going back to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens beating the Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of things did happen. That fumble, like you mentioned, that was big time uh, because the Kansas City Chiefs were driving and it looked like the game might be in hand for them. And then after that fumble, that was it. Um, Baltimore was able to take control and win that game. And I saw a lot of things that you saw. I still saw some inaccuracy from Lamar Jackson. I still saw him kind of hesitate in the pocket a little bit. He's still a dynamic, dynamic quarterback. But there's a lot of things I still see out of him that make me believe if they get to the playoffs where the stakes are going to be a little bit higher, can he do it without using his legs as much and I, I still don't know if he can do that because Patrick Mahomes showed us he's still Patrick Mahomes in that game in the, first, <laughs> the last two games so we'll see what happens from here on out but um, I, I think it was a big deal for Lamar Jackson and them to beat them they had to beat them to prove to themselves that they can beat that team and they did it the monkeys off Lamar Jackson's back yeah all right good show good show Good stuff. You brought the energy today. I don't know where that Matthew Stafford stuff came from. I think that's you got. We, we got to go back and listen to the tape so you can oh, see. Receipts, I was on your side. We have, we have the see. receipts. We have the receipts, bro. So don't worry about it. <laughs> the receipts are there. <laughs> you, you're making up virtual receipts in your head, man. I, I don't know where that came from. I've always been on your side with Matthew Stafford. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available visit our website www.newchannelsports.net check us out on youtube as well check us out on instagram give us a follow there also we're also on afro vibes tv check us out there will be me the phenomenal one and big low on there as well watch us see our wonderful faces there um we will be doing some podcasts for the lead as well uh, so and I'll tell, I'll tell them where to find that. If you want to check out our podcast on the lead, we'll be having that every single Saturday from here on out. And you can check us that podcast out on their pod beam. It is called the Leeds Podcast Network. The Leeds is spelled L-E-A-D apostrophe S. So the Leeds Podcast Network. You can check out New Channel Sports Podcast on there as well. All right. And that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L Sports. This has been the one and only O-N-E joined by the phenomenal one, Chris. Hey. You got anything else to say for us, brother? Uh, nothing else, man. I'm glad to be back. Me me and you haven't done a podcast in a while. Low, we miss you, dog. Go ahead and come on back. Uh, but this is a fun show, man. Let me go and say it since he's not here. Coming down in H Town. I'm still not, hey. my voice is still not as deep as his, but <laughs> I just shouted out for Big Low. Peace out, y'all. Be good. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher 
Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.